Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond. The Colts announced today that Robert Mathis will be entering the Colts Ring of Honor on November 22nd against the Green Bay Packers. So Aaron Rodgers, the Packers come to town on November 22nd. Hopefully fans are allowed in the crowd by November so they could give Robert Mathis the love and they could show him the support he deserves after sacrificing 14 years of his life, dedicating his entire career to the Indianapolis Colts a fifth-round pick back in 2003, and the all-time leader in sacks. Robert Mathis never put on another uniform. He's a lifelong Colt like Marvin, like Reggie, never played for another organization all 14 years. All the blood, sweat, and tears went to the Indianapolis Colts. Still a big part of the community and still a big part of the Colts organization working in player development as the pass rush consultant. So going back to that 2003 draft, with the 138th overall pick in the fifth round, the Indianapolis Colts select Robert Mathis. Plays 14 seasons in Indianapolis. Is a five-time Pro Bowler. Has a historical season in 2013. He's a first-team All-Pro. Had 19.5 sacks, which is three sacks shy of Michael Strahan's all-time single-season record of 22.5. Set back in 2001 with the New York Giants. And Mathis forced... 10 fumbles, which is a single-season record. It's tied with a few other players, but 10 forced fumbles and 19.5 sacks in one season. In my opinion, I thought he was snubbed of the Defensive Player of the Year award. He was up for the award. I think he finished second or third in the voting, but you could have easily made the case for Mathis to win the Defensive Player of the Year award in 2013. Helped Andrew Luck carry the Colts to the playoffs in 2013. You're talking about a team coached by Chuck Pagano, a team that did not have a lot of talent on it. Mathis carried that defense. It was not a good defense. Didn't have a lot of names on it. But Mathis had an incredible season. His first year without future Hall of Famer Dwight Freeney on the other side helping him out. So just an incredible season for Mathis in 2013. That was the peak of his career. But you're talking about a player who was able to play in a 3-4. He was able to play in a 4-3. He was scheme versatile. He was able to play with his hand in the ground. He was able to play standing up. And not a lot of guys are able to do both. We saw Dwight Freeney struggle when Pagano came in in 2012 playing in a 3-4 defense. So it says a lot about Robert Mathis to be able to play in two totally different schemes and to be so versatile as he was. He was great in both, and that speaks volume to Robert Mathis and the player he is being able to adapt to multiple different schemes. He finished his career with 123 career sacks, which is the all-time record for the Indianapolis Colts. He's the Colts' all-time leader in sacks. In NFL history, he ranks 19th all-time in sacks, and 11 out of the 18 players that are ahead of him are in the Hall of Fame. Four out of those seven who aren't in the Hall of Fame aren't eligible yet, and then one out of those seven is still active. So there's a chance that Robert Mathis is up for the Hall of Fame in a couple years. I think you could make the argument for him. I think you could make the argument against him. I do believe he's on the bubble. I love him. He would have my vote. Hands down, he would have my vote. I think he'll be on the bubble. I think it's going to hurt him a little bit because he played with so many great players, and they're going to look at that 2000s Colts team, and they're going to say Hall of Fame quarterback, two Hall of Fame receivers, Hall of Fame running back, Hall of Fame head coach, Hall of Fame defensive end in Freeney, Hall of Fame general manager, Hall of Fame kicker. You're talking about eight Hall of Famers right there. Most of those guys already in the Hall of Fame. It's going to be tough to get that ninth in there in Robert Mathis. So I think it's going to be an uphill battle for him to get in the Hall of Fame. 
but 123 career sacks, that speaks for itself. You could also make the argument that he would have 140 or 150 if he didn't play alongside Dwight Freeney because they made each other better, but at the same time, they also stole sacks from one another. And when we had Mathis on the podcast, he joked about if it wasn't for Freeney, I might have had 150. If it wasn't for me, Freeney might have had 150. So they joked back and forth about who stole more sacks from the other guy. So you could say, well, playing alongside Dwight Freeney made his job easier. It helped him. But you could also make the argument that playing alongside Freeney stole about 10, 20 sacks. And then when Mathis was on his own, he did have his career-high single-season sack record for his career at 19.5 in 2013 when he was solo getting after the quarterback. So the argument could be made on either side, and he's forced 52 fumbles in his career, which is an all-time record. No player in NFL history has forced more fumbles than Robert Mathis, and 47 out of those 52 forced fumbles were strip sacks, which is an NFL record as well, 47 strip sacks. So he holds the all-time record for strip sacks. He holds the all-time record for forced fumbles. He's 19th all-time in career sacks. He only has one first-team All-Pro, no second-team All-Pros, So the longevity of his career definitely helped him hit a lot of those benchmarks. So I think it'll be a very interesting conversation when he's up for the Hall of Fame. He has my vote. I could easily make the case for him, but I think a lot of voters will also be able to make the case against him. But unlike the Hall of Fame, this is basically just the Colts' decision. Do we put him in the Ring of Honor or not? And it was a no-brainer. Robert Mathis is clearly one of the greatest Colts of all time. And I don't know if any player in Colts franchise history embraced being a Colt more than Mathis. I don't think any player enjoyed every aspect of it the way Mathis did. He embraced this franchise. He embraced this community from 2003 all the way up till present day, from the Dungy era to the Caldwell era to the Pagano era to the Frank Reich era. He's been there every step of the way. He's a lifelong Colt. He's a blue blood, as he said in his retirement press conference. And I could not be happier for Mathis to get this honor of being inducted into the Colts Ring of Honor on November 22nd to go along with some great names, some teammates, coaches, Coach Tony Dungy, his coach, Marvin Harrison, Edgerin James, Jeff Saturday, Bill Poling, the man who drafted him, Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne, and of course his partner in crime, Dwight Freeney. So it's really interesting when you look at this Colts Ring of Honor because if you go back to the 2000s, there was only three guys inducted from 2000 to 2009, but from 2010 to 2020 when Robert Mathis just got inducted, Coach Dungey in 2010, Marvin in 2011, Edge in 2012, Dickerson and Folk together in 2013. So after two guys got in in 2013, we skipped 2014. Saturday in 2015, we skipped 2016. So we put two guys in in 2017, Pauline and Manning together in 17, Reggie in 18, Freeney in 19, and Mathis, the Colts' all-time leader in sacks, in 2020. So a great honor for Robert Mathis. And now it brings up the question, who will the next Colt be to be inducted into the Ring of Honor in 2021? There's a lot of guys you can make the case for. Dallas Clark, Gary Brackett, Cato June, Andrew Luck. But the two guys I'm going to focus on, two players who I believe have been snubbed for quite some time now, Tarek Glenn and Bob Sanders. Two players that were big parts of the Colt Super Bowl run back in 2006. Two players who mean a lot to Colts franchise history and mean more, quite frankly, in my opinion, than players who are already in the Colts ring of honor. So let's start off with Tarek Glenn, Super Bowl champion, big part of the Colts Super Bowl run 
a three-time pro bowler, and the durability speaks for itself. At one of the most important positions on the field at that left tackle spot, protecting a franchise quarterback, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time in Peyton Manning, and not a mobile quarterback at that. So it was really important to protect Peyton Manning's blind side, to open up holes for Edron James and Joseph Adai, to give Marvin and Reggie time to create separation on their routes. Tarek Glenn is responsible for multiple players going on to have Hall of Fame careers. Tarek Glenn is a huge part of Colts history. His durability speaks for itself. He started 154 out of 160 career games in 10 seasons. He only missed four games, and in nine out of his 10 seasons with the Colts, he started all 16 games, including all 13 playoff games in his career. So the durability at one of the most important spots on the field, to have a franchise left tackle who you could count on, the reliability, the durability, what do we always say is the best ability? It's availability, and he was there day in and day out for 10 years in Indianapolis, only missing six out of 173 possible games in his 10-year career and capping it off with the Super Bowl championship in 2006, retiring after the 06-07 season, which means we have gone now 13 years without inducting Glenn into the Colts Ring of Honor. I think it's a sin. I think he is one of the most valuable pieces to the 2000 Colts, and I think he hands down belongs in the Colts Ring of Honor years ago. I think this is way past due. If you go on Pro Football Reference, they have a stat called approximated value. For reference, Robert Mathis, who just got inducted into the Colts Ring of Honor, the all-time leader in sacks, has an 86 approximated value for the Colts, which ranks 22nd in Colts franchise history. Baltimore and Indianapolis are combined. Tarek Glenn at 116 ranks 9th in Colts franchise history with four Baltimore Colts ahead of him. So in the Indianapolis era, he's fifth in approximated value. The only players ahead of him, Payne Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, three Hall of Famers, and Jeff Saturday, four members of the Colts Ring of Honor, three of which are either on their way to or already in the Hall of Fame. Marvin's in the Hall of Fame, Reggie's on his way, and Payne will get in next year on his first ballot. So Manning, Marvin, Reggie, Saturday are the only players ahead of Tarek Glenn in approximated value. And he's not yet in the Colts Ring of Honor. He won a Super Bowl. He started in 154 out of 160 career games. He only missed six games in a 10-year career at one of the most important positions on the field. Started all 13 playoff games of his career. Three-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ. I don't know what else I could say about Tarek Glenn. Yes, he had the occasional, the once a game, it seemed to be full start, which was annoying and frustrating at the time. But knowing that he was going to protect Peyton Manning made it a little bit easier to forgive him for that five-yard penalty he cost us once a game. Tarek Glenn was a great left tackle. He was a huge part of that Colts Super Bowl championship team, a huge part of the 2000 Colts, helping multiple players on our offense go on to have Hall of Fame careers. I think that it is a sin that he is not yet in the Colts Ring of Honor. He retired after the 06-07 season. We've had many opportunities to get him in the Colts Ring of Honor, but we were also backlogged with so many great players at flashier positions. Marvin had to get in. Reggie had to get in. Freeney had to get in. Mathis had to get in. Pauline had to get in. Manning had to get in. Dungey had to get in. Now there's finally an opportunity where you could get a player like Tarek Glenn in the Colts Ring of Honor. And I think next year is the year for a player like Glenn 
to get inducted. So I hope next year's the year. The other player, Bob Sanders, seven seasons with the Colts, the opposite of Glenn. He was not very durable. If he was durable, he'd be in the Hall of Fame right now. He would probably have a statue outside of Indianapolis, and we might have three, four, five Super Bowls in seven seasons, played in only 48 out of a potential 112 games. So he played in less than half the games in his career in Indianapolis. He only played more than six games twice in his career, and both times he did it, he was a first-team All-Pro. In 2005, he played 14 games. He was a first-team All-Pro. In 2007, he played 15 games. He was a first-team All-Pro and won the Defensive Player of the Year Award. He's the only player in Colts franchise history to win the Defensive Player of the Year Award. So our only Defensive Player of the Year of all time. Freeney never did it. Mathis never did it. Although I think Mathis was snubbed in 2013, although I think one day Darius Leonard will eventually win that award, up until this point, there's only been one defensive player of the year in Colts franchise history, and it's Bob Sanders. He never played a full season. He never played 16 games, but when he was on the field, he was just so good. 14 games, first-team All-Pro, 15 games, first-team All-Pro, and defensive player of the year. And of course, we cannot forget the Super Bowl run in 2006. Our defense was god-awful at the end of the regular season. We were giving up 200 yards, 250 yards on the ground to the Jaguars and Texans. The only reason they didn't run the ball for 300, 400, 500 yards against us was because the end zone kept getting in the way. They were running the ball down our throats relentlessly in 2006 without Bob Sanders on the field. Sanders came back for that playoff run against the Chiefs, and it was a totally different defense. He just changed the defense. We beat the Chiefs. We beat the Ravens without scoring a touchdown offensively. We held them to only field goals. We got held to only field goals. Adding Venateri to the roster was also huge in 2006 because with Mike Vanderjack, we don't win that game. Then we beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship, and then the Chicago Bears in the Super Bowl, a Super Bowl where Sanders had a pick and a forced fumble. He was all over the field. 75% of the world is covered by water. The other 25% is covered by Bob Sanders. He completely changed the Colts' defense for that Super Bowl run. And in my opinion, we might win a Super Bowl without Tarek Glenn. Although he was a huge part of the team, we could win one without Tarek Glenn. We do not win a Super Bowl in the Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Dwight Freeney, Bill Polian, Tony Dungy era without Bob Sanders. If Sanders doesn't come back for that playoff run, and yeah, we could bitch and moan, oh, if he stayed healthy, we could have won two or three. If he doesn't get healthy for 2006, we don't win one. We go the entire Peyton Manning era without a Super Bowl championship if it's not for the existence of Bob Sanders. He belongs in the Colts Ring of Honor above Bill Brooks, above Jim Harbaugh, above Eric Dickerson, above Marshall Falk. No disrespect to Dickerson and Falk. They belong in the NFL Hall of Fame. They belong in the Hall of Fame over Bob Sanders, who did not have nearly a long enough career. Every year there's a Super Bowl champion, so you can't just take the most valuable player on every Super Bowl defense and stick them in the Hall of Fame for the small sample size. But there's no rules that apply to the Colts' ring of honor. You can induct whoever you want, and if the ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl championship, shouldn't the player who essentially brought us that Super Bowl championship be in the Colts Ring of Honor? Jim Harbaugh's in the Colts Ring of Honor because he brought us to an AFC championship. That's great. We've been to a lot of AFC championships. We've only won one Super Bowl in Indianapolis. And we don't win that Super Bowl if it's not for Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders is the only defensive player 
of the year in Colts franchise history, and he is one of the main factors, one of the main reasons why we won Super Bowl 41. Bob Sanders is a huge part of Colts history. He belongs in the Colts Ring of Honor along with Tarkland. I think both guys belong in the Colts Ring of Honor over Bill Brooks and Jim Harbaugh. I do understand that Brooks and Harbaugh came at a time where there wasn't a lot of history. It was easier to get in the Colts Ring of Honor back then because there wasn't a whole lot of winning going on in the 80s and 90s. So it was easier for them to get in the Colts Ring of Honor. In the 2000s, the Colts only inducted three guys. In the 2010s, we inducted 10 guys, and we've already inducted one now in the 2020s with Robert Mathis getting in this season. But if Ursay wants to put in a player a year or a player every other year, I think Bob Sanders and Tarek Glenn have to get in the Colts Ring of Honor. They deserve it. They belong there. They mean so much to Colts history, and I think it's a shame that they haven't got in yet. Sanders hasn't been a Colt in over 10 years, and Tarek Glenn hasn't been a Colt in over 13 years. So I think both guys are long past overdue. I think both guys belong in the Colts Ring of Honor alongside Robert Mathis, who just got in today, and we are going to celebrate that. It's going to be fun on November 22nd when the Colts play the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully everything gets back to normal by November, and we could have a normal celebration for Mathis, all the legends could come back to Indianapolis and we could celebrate the right way with a packed house of screaming fans chanting for the quarterback hater, number 98, Robert Mathis. And we're going to start our All-22 this week. Probably tomorrow we're going to get into the All-22. I think I'm going to take the offense. Jason's going to take the defense. We're going to alternate back and forth. We'll hit every position group. We'll hit every notable player on this roster, who we think is going to make the roster, who we think will be on the bubble, and who might not make the roster, who will get snubbed from the Colts roster in 2020. We'll be back this week with the Colts All-22 right here on the For the Culture Podcast.